0: Welcome
1: to Speaking with Influence, where you'll hear professional speakers discussing their signature talks and how they educate, motivate, and inspire their audiences around the world. Speaking with Influence is brought to you by the Speaker's Guild USA, where we have the perfect speaker for your next event. Visit us at SpeakerSkilledUSA.com. Well, good morning. I'm Deborah Simpson coming to you from San Diego, California. If any of our listeners are on Twitter, and especially if you're a professional speaker, I'd appreciate you hitting the Tweet This button and let your followers know about the show. If you have a question, you can feel free to call in. The number is 516-595-8125, or you can send me a question via the chat room. It is open. And if you like the show, you can always follow the show by tapping the follow us button on the show page. Of course, you can always keep up with us via iTunes. Today, I'm kind of excited. My guest is Corey Avalos, and he's a Baja consultant. Now, Corey has been in the past a mortgage, hard money, real estate guy for over 15 years. And he's always enjoyed those industries because of the excitement but that it's also nothing compared to the excitement that he feels knowing he can help others catch up on their dream of retiring. And I certainly know what that's like. My husband and I are starting to go through that process ourselves. So Baja Consultants provides an introduction and an understanding of the culture and business practices of Baja. Corey and his staff help retirees small business owners, and U.S. residents the opportunity to see the benefits of relocating to Baja, Mexico. So you're going to learn what it's like to transition from San Diego County to living abroad in Mexico. So, Corey, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Deborah, and thank you for having me on.
1: Hey, it's my pleasure. So you've been in this business a long time. What made you decide to go into this form of real estate versus the mortgage, et cetera, what you were doing before?
0: Well, it all came about through those mechanisms. So I had a very good broker friend of mine that was in Sacramento getting tired of uh, paying the high rent in Sacramento just going through the middle of uh, doing business in the United States. So at a certain point I was uh, working in Chula Vista, you know, as a loan officer and a realtor, as he said, And he basically called me from TJ, and he said, hey, uh, you want to work with me and start a call center? And I said, hey, you know, that sounds pretty good to me. And so I basically jumped in at that point, just trying to do the call center business, and that's how that came about.
1: And so now you're you're helping people relocate down there as either a new home, a second home, or a retirement situation. So... What are, what's going on now these days? You know, we hear so much on the news, and who knows what's right, right or what's wrong about what's going on down there. So what is the status in Tijuana these days as far as um, being an
0: expat from the U.S. going down there? Yeah, very good. So after the call center went up, went down, and uh, was about ready to move back to the United States, I really started looking around at what was going on. And so I kind of held back for about three months and really started checking it out. And after a while, I really didn't get that sense of uh, fear or the sense that somebody was going to do something physically or otherwise after about that time period. So once I figured that out, then I started looking around at the real estate market. I started looking at those properties. I started looking into development. Um, Being in the hard money business gave me a little bit of insight of what to look for in the way of construction and, and all these other things. And lo and behold, man, I'm, I'm seeing people just building. You know, cranes going up everywhere, you know, is being built out. So then I decided to stay back. I decided to stay back and talk to the locals, talk to people that have already been retired, they've already gone through the ups and downs of the 90s and the 2000s. And I just, I just don't feel it, you know. I don't feel that part of the uh, no reason for that anxiety when you cross into there once you're going to get the ropes.
1: And so then you don't feel, I mean, I know there were times when we went down there when everybody's going, oh, my gosh, you know, be really careful. And mm-hmm. when we drove down, we went to Rosarita. And when we drove down, uh, there wasn't any problem at all. We didn't have any anything that made me feel nervous about driving down there.
0: Yeah, it seems like the anticipation is more the problem. The anticipation of something happening is probably more the anxiety than the anxiety itself once you get into the once you get into that environment. So you can kind of uh, you know, basically put your toe in if you decide that this is something you want to explore, and that's all we have can do right now is just do the background work, you know what I mean? And we feel that we've done enough of the work where we can present a customized retirement to somebody that either just wants to rent, you know, and, and, and see if what it is or what it is, or, you know, you know, other mechanisms like sell their home here and retire there. So if there's no standard of uh, how you can do it, but if you first have to be comfortable with the idea. Uh, first, the idea of letting go of what you already have. I mean, I'm going through this with three or four of my clients now where, you know, letting go of their home, letting go of those family memories, letting go of the emotion. That is a huge part which I didn't recognize in the beginning of this process. And then, you know what I mean, what's your plan after that? So what we would like to do is, you know, formulate your plan. That way all those, all those, uh, that conscious or subconscious is, is cleaned out. And then once you're, you're ready, you know, you have to be ready to even think about doing something like that. You know, I think a lot of people have to get there first, but in talking to a lot of people, I believe a lot of people are already there. You know what I mean. I really feel it. You know what I mean. Where they're just they've had enough and and they want to move on and and this is a good opportunity to explore.
1: And you know, with of course I'm relocating to the Pacific Northwest, so everything I hear is, oh my gosh, it rains all the time up there. It's so cold. <laughs> when you're thinking about moving south of the border. Those aren't really considerations because the weather's pretty much the same and it's pretty much beautiful. So, tell me a little bit about the current lifestyle in Baja.
0: Well, the, the current lifestyle down there, depending on where you live, I've lived on Rosarito Beach, I've lived in Tijuana, they're, even though they're right next to each other. It's just like Irvine and and LBC, you know what I mean? You have to see things for what they really are. And Rosarito is just another beach town if you really (laughs) boil it down. And uh, that's when you get there, that's the feeling you get. And that's the feeling we want people to get when they go to these areas. But just like when you go to any town in Los Angeles or any large town, you know, you have to be conscious of your environment. And we think that we can provide those tools with you through the networks, through the uh, strategic partners that we already have. And be able to you know consolidate and lower the the, the probability of something wrong going on, so it, it is it's you in the media today they they take the they take the exception and they private label that in front of your screen and that and that's what you think it is because you're, you're trusting this that this is the most sedate information and i can't speak about two thousand i can't speak in 1999. I can't speak about it. i've only been there four years, but in the four years i've been there I just you know I see the 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 retirees that have been there and have been going back for many, many years. Some of these people, 20, 30 years, you know, and they just uh, it's business as usual over there.
1: You know, a lot of what we hear about in the news here are the caravans of people coming up and we're hearing figures like 20,000 people in these caravans. Can you help clarify that caravan situation for the listeners? Is that something that's, really happening at the level that we're hearing about it from the government, or is it a little bit
0: overblown? Right. So the initial caravan, which happened about two miles from my place in TJ, uh, it was a bit of a surprise on the, the, the town. So, you know, like any other town that has an influx of people that's already kind of teetering on, 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 on itself, that is not. They weren't expecting it, so there was a lot of backlash from the locals about this. Uh, what had happened? So yeah, it happened in, in one mass drove, and it seemed to have dispersed. And that's the part where in TJ, uh, I figured, yeah, these guys can really take. They could take a big blow. You know what I mean? They handled it pretty well. They, there was, you know, of course, you're always gonna have losses, and, and with those kind of numbers, but they distributed people back. They got everything handled in, in a couple of weeks. And that's what kind of gave me the confidence after that because that was a real big worry on me that that was, you know, hold up the, the what, what I was doing. You know what I mean? But after I saw the way they handled it, I felt a lot more comfortable now coming out and saying, you know what, man, they, they handle it just like any other big town would. And, you know, I, I think these guys are well with the punches. TJ is tough. TJ is, is, is it's really <laughs> – that's the way I could say it. You know, it's, it's real. You know what I mean? So uh, that's mm-hmm. what I saw there. And then how do you talk to people about, you know,
1: we leave some of our big comforts behind, you know, we've got Costco and these big supermarkets and a lot of the uh, stores that we love to shop at. What's happening down there as far as retail goes for people who decide that they want to move down to that area for uh, a lovelier way of life, a, a less expensive way of life, but they still are stuck on, you know, gosh, how am I going to get to Costco?
0: Right. So on the retail tip, there is plenty of growth going as we speak. Uh, All the major ones, Costco, Walmart, are all in Ensenada, Mexicali, TJ, you know, Rosarito, you know what I mean? So I think Rosarito is expecting a Costco It's not up yet, but they already got a Walmart there and a Home Depot. So when you get there, it's, it's, you know, it's a border town, man, and, and they, they they keep up with the U.S., maybe not 100%, but they're not that far behind, and that's kind of the benefit. They are behind. They are behind because maybe of the crash, so the numbers were a little more depleted, but now is a very good time to get in because it's still very low, and the U.S. is, you know, we're pretty high as far as real estate is concerned. So if this is the time to cash out at the peak of this market if still, if you think that's what it is and still buy at a very low cost there. Um, you know, it's just something to explore on, on your own.
1: Yeah, you know, I have a lot of friends here. And, and of course, um, I'm in North County, so I'm even a little bit further up from the border. But I have a lot of friends who go down there for medical services uh, and other types of services down there because it's much more reasonable down there than it is here. So the ease of going back and cross. Uh, back and forth across the border must be, you know, relatively easy if you're actually someone who owns property down there and is an American as well. So, uh, do you have dual citizenship with Mexico and America?
0: Um, I personally don't, um, but I am something I'm working on. And but, as far as like community there are, or, or, yeah, there are. There, there, are, there is such a item, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. you can cruise back and forth across the border. They basically have three three ways to to exit. You know, there's a general line, there's a fast track or and a sentry. So the sentry, I think the cost is 100, 120, you can get a global pass. Those you run, you know, between 25 minutes and an hour to get in and out, you know, and and the the ready lane, you talk about an hour, hour and a half. Typical. Even if you were driving in L.A., or whatever you know, it's, it's it's equal. You know, if you <laughs> if you plan correctly, you know. What yes. I mean? So you 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 have to start weighing all those little things out and start just in your mind crossing off what you could do without. You know what I mean? If you really do without having great top of the line everything, because remember you're paying for that, then you know maybe it's time to really just think about what you could live without and being able to adapt another culture, which is. You know, both all-inclusive as far as, like, Latino, retired, military. I mean, you get every walk of life over there. There's 35 Haitians over there. You know, there's a lot of uh, different uh, culinary, you know, shops coming up. And they're basically having a renaissance as far as the culinary scene is concerned. And and that's one of the hottest tickets over there. So as you can see, you know, you you read all these uh, markers that are going up. Um, New City is a, uh, basically, I don't know if it's a mall, but somewhere where you can go get all your plastic surgery done in one place, and they're expecting 800,000 people a year uh, globally to visit this this place, New City. So there's, their infrastructure is really taking off, especially in the last 24 months, in Tijuana especially, and that's why I felt more comfortable coming out to the public and saying, okay, man, it's, there's... All these things are pointing in this direction, you know what I mean? And, you know, now we're going to see if you're ready. That's where that's where we have to come in.
1: Yeah, I think it sounds like such a great solution to people who would like to stay in the Southern California area but would like to see – their money go further I mean when we bought our house we had a child you know so we have a four bedroom house I have two bedrooms that aren't being used well except when the child comes back home to visit
0: um, right. but
1: you know we want a two bedroom house so we're definitely selling this house which you know it the Pacific Northwest the real estate prices are much less expensive than this but your money can really go far down south of the border can't
0: it uh, yeah, I mean, that's the whole purpose is the benefit of living for once in your life under your means, you know what I mean, hopefully permanent. Because once you get that feeling back, you it's an it's a old familiarity, you know what I mean, where you don't have this log on your back constantly. And then your regular problems, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know? So it's just like you—you you, you got that to boot, to start, and then your dailies with you know relationships and friendships and things that go up and down in business, and you just don't have an understanding, man. Not to have that there is just uh, unbelievable relief. And so I weighed things out over the the lifetime of my my lifetime. It was like. You know, I'll take my chances over here. You know what I mean. And there's a lot of young entrepreneurs that work from home, that, that, that live in, in in Tijuana, or either work from home or they commute because they're 10.99 and they can cross the border whenever. And the borders are like everywhere else. You know, if it's, it's from from four in the morning till ten, it's, it's packed just so like you know L.A. And it's uh, you know uh, from eleven to two, there's hardly anybody, <laughs> hardly anybody there. So you just pick and choose your battles. And there's apps. There's uh, you know, resources and there's people on the ground that have been there, and now you can communicate through your phone. I mean, everybody's got a walkie talkie over there. So, the, the technology has really tightened these communities and be able to communicate. And, and if there's an emergency, there are resources. So, there's a number of mechanisms in place, and another safeguard where if you customize to your liking how far you want to be from the border, how often do you have to cross the border. You know, this, that, and and then once you figure what all that is, then you have a plan. And once you have a plan, then you either go with the plan or you don't go with the plan. But if somebody doesn't have a plan, as with anything, you know, you have a goal, you want to retire, but you have no plan. No plan, no goal. You know what I mean? So we try to customize and pack everything in and, and get at least the four corners of your retirement. Here's what you owe. Here's what you have this is how long you can live there if you did this or when this kicks in, the 401k or your, your, your social security, whatever. So we have to go through every one of those, mar- you know, those checklists and everybody's checklist is going to be different. You know? And
1: when you're looking do, how do you market your business here in the state? Do you have events here in Southern California where people can come and find out more about this or do you take people down on tours how do you work with someone or or a group of people who might say like say there's a, um, a people who have a group and one person heard about it and the other folks are thinking about retiring too how do you introduce them to um being across the border and that way of
0: life So, of course, you know, uh, being in hard money and and around all these financial planners, everybody has the same – they all have the same problem. You know, everybody uh, has the the same issue about getting more business. So through this process, if somebody decides that, yeah, they want to go ahead and retire and list their home and liquidate their 401K, you know, those – every time you move transition, you know, there's money involved and there's commissions involved. And so we want to be able to give either, you know, our network's clients uh, a plan, you know what I mean? And then that plan helps the uh, realtor get a listing or helps a, a state planner get a commission, you know, uh, on the way out. And, you know, also the sale down south, whether it be a rental or whatever th- that is. It's, it's, in that way, it can be a wholesale model, you know what I mean? Because it's something that they talk about, and it's something that's serious, you know what I mean? So we have to just – go through networks and uh, I go to speak at uh, uh, brokers. I speak to their salespeople or business developers or, you know, I have a, a PowerPoint that I can go through and just go through the ABCs of, of how it is. And then they can turn to the network and put us on the podcast or do a webinar. But I work a lot with, uh, with realtors and I work a lot with uh, estate planners on this because it's a fresh topic.
1: Yeah, I think uh realtors would uh really be interested in in this. I've I've also heard of a new strategy in real estate of auctioning off homes. Or at least it was a new strategy to me, but where you just see them up on a bunch of pictures of them and you have an auction of a home. So, it looks to me like there's a lot of things that
0: are changing in the real estate industry. Absolutely. I work with uh, John Roland at S2A Modular. I mean, there's a number of uh, backups that we have. If somebody doesn't feel like they want to uh, do Baja, I mean, it's not for everybody, you know what I mean? And, and that's okay. Like I tell people, I want you to want to come. I want you to want to come. I don't want to put anybody in an mm-hmm. awkward position that which they're not happy, is bad for the, you know, it's just not a good spot. So we, if we have a backup and we can build you a home, build you a custom home, uh, we have backups in case that, that that model doesn't work for you, and we can talk about that at the time.
1: So can you, can you share with me then when you bring someone down there who has a home, maybe you build a home for them or you, they move into one of the properties that you're working with, uh, how do they feel about – what do they say after they get down there and they're acclimating to the new environment?
0: Right. It's uh. I mean, what is their typical uh, lifestyle like? Yeah, no problem. So there's a, a number of ways that you can retire in Baja. One, you can rent. That's what I generally tell people: is just go ahead and take your time, put your toe in, and, and rent. That's the conservative way. There's other people that have already thought about it. They've already been there a few times, and and maybe they need a second pair of eyes to make sure that, you know, that their everything goes smoothly over here in the United States, and you transition, and everything goes smoothly to one side. And that's really what we want to do: is just be able to. You know, it's going to consolidate all the questions and everything and have it done so that they're, you're, inside of your plan, it moves step by step. So as each step is crossed off, you know, you just feel more confident. And you have different variations of retirement in that you can rent in an apartment, you can rent a condo, you can rent a studio, you can rent a beach home. You can buy a beach home that's already built. You can build your dream home if you already have plans and something. So every, every retirement is going to have a, a bunch of variables that will be filled out, hopefully, when you get the, what we feel is the, the most-to-date data, you know what I mean, such as title insurance down there, ownership. You know, we go through the checklist just like we do in the U.S. The problem is down there, I mean, you can basically you know, handshake in the deal down there as long as money changes hands. But, you know, there's, <laughs> then when you get to the records and stuff like that, we, that's where, you know, you get some snags. So we, we encourage people to do things like we do in the United States and get the extra security, the extra title insurance, the extra uh, security so that your deal goes through smoothly. You know what I mean? So developments will mm-hmm. either offer to build you a home. They have homes that are already built or being resold by the, the uh, maybe first owners. So when you get there it's really gonna to be to what your liking is. I mean do you wanna be further south of uh Ensenada where there's hardly any people, it's a little more like Hawaii. Are you still a professional? Do you wanna work in that condo life? Do you wanna live in T J where the lifestyle is a little more hip, a little more, you know, a little more young? Um, I consider that a kind of a slow retirement. If you're a young professional living over here, I mean you're already retired. You know what I mean, for all intents and purposes you're you're doing you're making dollars and you're spending pesos over here but you know you're stacking money every month that's better than a retirement you know
1: yeah i know quite a few young entrepreneurs who live out of the country and mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, puerto rico and down south and like i said i know a lot of people that i know uh, friends in the business community who go down there regularly for the services that you spoke of before, the medical, the cosmetic, the dental, you know, they're down there because it's so much less expensive to go down there and have the treatment than it is up here.
0: And uh, is their uh, the economy more doing the people, well? Yeah, the economy is, uh, the economy, emerging, the emerging market of TJ, that's the one I can speak of because my wife works in uh, the call center business there. And when we first got together, she got her job. She was cutting hair. She was miserable. And she spoke pretty good English. I said, why don't you grab a call center job? And, uh, you know, at the time I was in that business. And she was like, no, no, my accent, this and that. And so she did it anyway. And I believe her pay was about 1,800 pesos a week. So, you know, your exchange over there is 18 to 1. That's the other thing. When you cross the border, your dollar turns into 18 of their dollars. So if you look at the stack of money you have and multiply that times 18, that's the amount of pesos you have. So, again, the 1800, you should make $100 a week. You know what I mean? So now it's like the 4,600 pesos a week. And, you know, that happens because of the emerging market, because the, the, the good people need to be kept. And every day there's more call centers going up. The more call centers that go up, the, the better bars show up. It's, it's like watching a real ecosystem expand right before your eyes. It's pretty, actually pretty amazing to watch.
1: I bet it is. So let me ask you this. What was the one question I should have asked you that
0: I didn't ask you? Oh, The one question you should have asked me that you didn't ask me is, is you know, when should I look? You know what I mean? I get that a lot from people, mm-hmm. when. And, you know, I guess, again, to everybody, they're going to have a different answer. It's, it's when should you look? Ask yourself that question. And once you get past that question, I think that that's when you kind of get into the maybe mode. And if you can get to maybe, then, then you go look. If you're absolutely not, this is, you know, if you can't handle crack sidewalks and uh, things that you're not used to from, from another culture, then this is not the place for you. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's okay. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But what you don't want to do is, is uh, jump in because you're going to save, but you, you're not ready to let go of this other side. Those are the people I see get hung up down there, you know what I mean, on, on the this and the that. And you don't want that. You really want a true cut. You want a clean cut from, from all the little headaches, all the little things that attach you, and then be able to start from scratch. You know what I mean? I think that it starts with the right mentality. So I guess if you were to ask me, I was like, what kind of mentality do you have to have? to go down there, and uh, that's a ready one. Oh, there you go. And, Corey, how can the listeners get in touch
1: with you to find out more about it or schedule an appointment to talk to you?
0: Sure. Uh, I can be reached. I'm a phone guy, so I prefer phone or text. And you can reach me at area code six one nine five eight six seven two nine six or Baja Consultants with an S – at gmail.com, or Facebook, Baja Consultants in Facebook. Those are my <laughs> three we preferred. What did ever do
1: before Facebook? <laughs> you know, fa- <laughs> Facebook know, gives us that <laughs> second home for our businesses. It's great.
0: Yeah, this, I work with a lot of retirees who, you know, they kick the computer, and, and, and you know, it's, it seems easy to this younger generation, man, but you got to understand, uh, it's just like when they look at an old phone, Sometimes it's just like a lot of buttons, you know, so I (laughs) have the privilege of being both sides of the net right now.
1: Yeah, it's been really fun for me as a technology person because, you know, I I just, you know, your brain resonates with certain things and my brain resonates with technology and it's been pretty easy for me to just come into it. But when I think back on my childhood and, and what things were like, it's like, you know, the kids don't understand sometimes that there were really mechanical things back then. Like you had to actually rotary dial the telephone in my early days. So,
0: you know, (laughs) uh, nothing. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I said, you know, nothing stays the same and you can kind of say a little bit about this, the town, PJ or Baja that, you know, uh, everything gets new skin sooner or later. And, uh, you know, it's just like Detroit. At one point, it was, it was the beacon of the United States. So I kind of mm-hmm. see Baja or TJ or Rosarito that kind of like the new Miami. You know what I mean? Miami went through a very rough period where they were beat up in the 80s yep. and just took a really hard hit. And then, you know, yep. all of a sudden, by nature and diffusion, you know, it just, you know, numbers don't stay like that. It's just not possible. So that's why I tell people this yep. is a good, good time to just, just take a look. You know what I mean? And it starts there.
1: Yeah, the I, I always tell people there only is one constant in life, and that's change. I mean, it just is. <laughs> so I encourage the listeners, you know, if you're interested, reach out to Corey and, and talk to him about what life could be like for you if you were just a few minutes on the other side of the border, but with a much different economy where your dollars will stretch a lot more. So, Corey, it's been really fun to sit and talk with you today and find out more about what life is like down in Baja and how you can stretch those uh, retirement dollars or even your small business dollars. You can stretch them if you decide that that's somewhere that you want to locate and run a business from there or just take care of that last part of your life there and have a really good time. So I really appreciate you being on the show today.
0: There, yeah, but thank you very much. But that's, that's what it is. You know what I mean? And when you sit there and, and go through the numbers and you go through each each department, let's say it like that, you'll, you'll have your own conclusion. But I think that for uh, a certain percentage of the population, it'll click. You know what I mean? And those are the people we're looking for. So thank you very much for having me.
1: It's been my pleasure. And that is the show for this week. You can join me each Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time for another episode of Speaking with Influence. If you're a speaker and you'd like to share your passionate message with my listeners here at Speaking with Influence, feel free to contact me. My number is 760-685-1960 or send me an email, debra, D-E-B-R-A, at speakersguildusa.com. Until next week, I hope you have a safe and prosperous week. Speaking with Influence is brought to you by Speakers Guild USA, where we have the perfect speaker for your next event. Visit us at speakersguildusa.com.